0: What's going on fellas? Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. Let's go. guys Rob Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4 no better way this is episode 52 uh, 52 of BD4 um, and it's gonna be a good one <laughs> the Knicks finally won two games in a row they haven't done that all season they didn't do that once under Fizzdale in 24 or in the 20 what 22 games that he coached they didn't do that once this season but Mike Miller comes here, <laughs> Knicks start playing better, two and two overall under him, and now they're on a two-game win streak. And, I mean, I'll take it. Hey, man, we're playing good basketball right now, and and um, God, it just feels good after, uh, you know, I wanted to see some kind of life, and that's what we're getting right now. We're getting life. The team's playing much better. They have some continuity now. But, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But, yeah, you know, you look back at that Golden State game, went into overtime. It was a shit show pretty much for the entire time. Both teams were playing so, you know, sloppy and poor. But the Knicks got it done. You know, their efficiency got it done. You liked Julius Randle had another strong game, 24-13-5 the other night. Um, Russell was really the only one who hurt them. He scored, what, 32 points? And he was the only Warrior who scored over 20 points that night. Marcus Morris, um, he had a big play late where he drew a double team at half court, allowing Mitch to get an easy cut to the lane. Morris dimed it to Mitch, and Mitch dunked the ball. And that was pretty much the big turning point in overtime. Gave the Knicks the 121-114 120, uh, to 114 lead at the moment with like two-something left. So the Knicks took that game, and then they moved forward to tonight in Sacramento. Big win tonight, man. Big win tonight. Especially, you know, after a first half where it really looked like the Knicks, not that they weren't trying, there was effort, but it wasn't 100% effort. You know, we saw really a couple plays where they either weren't cutting hard enough on either end, you know, getting beat. On the, on the backdoor cuts, um, even at the start of the third period, we had the Knicks complaining to the refs during a play, and just like that, a backdoor cut again led to another King's basket, and you know, they weren't focused. Kevin Knox had a couple of dumb plays, stepped out of bounds, a couple of offensive fouls, you know, some stupid shit like that, where the Knicks weren't exactly 100%, 100% focused, but they turned it up. They definitely turned it up. It wasn't just Julius Randle like it was in the first half. But big second half from Alfred Payton. Um, you know, doing his thing, man. The driving layup thing, the drive and kick thing. He is such a good orchestrator out there. Damian Dotson hit a pair of threes to start the fourth quarter. Taj Gibson, how about his big time block? It was an instinct play. You know, um, the Knicks weren't switching once again this game. But Taj Gibson won against that because he saw he read the read the offense, and he switched onto Buddy Healed and he blocked his three pointer with what, was like under three minutes to go and the Knicks were up to got possession and then Taj drew a loose ball fell so his intangibles were big down the stretch used his brains and it was good to see the Knicks using their brains. And then Julius Randle mentioned he had a good game again tonight, playing much better under under Miller. He hit the big free throw line jumper tonight to put the Knicks up four points with under two minutes to go. And then Marcus Morris. He may have had an off night for the majority of it, but again, a scorer will eventually find a way to get his points. And that's what he did. Hit the big baseline and one um, late in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, the follow-up to RJ's missed layup with under 10 seconds left to put the Knicks up five and eventually give them the win. So it was a great win, man. A great last couple of games. You love the way they're playing under Miller. Like I said, there is just this rejuvenated energy with this Knicks team right now. They're playing for Miller. They're not just playing under Miller. You know, they're playing for Miller. They, they want to win these games for him. You saw that video um, after the Golden State win. You see how they they have some chemistry in that locker room, man. Maybe it sounds corny, but it's true. They want to win for this guy. And I think it was just, it was time. It was time they made a coaching change just to change things up a bit. And right now it's early. Obviously two and two is nothing to, you know, to, to jump out, jump out at you, but you love the way they're playing. They have a rejuvenated motivation out there. They're playing hard every minute of every game. Now so far, these games, they've been in them. You know, just, and as I've been mentioning all season, I just want them, you know, to play a better brand of basketball. And that's what we're getting under Mike Miller. That is what we're getting. Um, The ATO differential, for one, has been huge. You know, scoring off of timeouts. They're running plays off of timeouts. There's a system now. The ball movement, man, the player movement. The ball movement, though, they have 24, well, they had 24 assists tonight And of the four games under Miller, the Knicks have had three of those games where they've had at least 24 assists. So the ball movement's there, running a ton of pick and roll, obviously. I mean, if you watch these games and then you think back to one of the games Fizdale was coaching, there is such a difference, right? It's not just basic basketball, but the Knicks are just doing fundamentally sound things. But on top of that, they're they're running, you know, sets out there, pick and roll, pick and pop. They're moving around without the ball. They're moving the ball around. And one thing I've noticed as well, they're not working extremely hard for every shot. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm I'm saying like they don't need to, you know, under Fizdale, we saw the Knicks work so hard just to get a shot off. Right. And yeah, they struggled a bit in the first half getting open, but for the most part under Miller here, we're seeing the Knicks, you know, get easy looks. They're getting a lot of easy looks. Now, Granted, they haven't cashed in on a lot of those easy looks. But that's just simple. Miss make. You know, it's a make or miss league. But they're actually, you know, because of that ball movement, because of that player movement, they're getting open looks. They don't have to work as hard just to get, you know, to get get looks. So there's much more of a fluid continuity out there with this offense. And, again, a big part of that is the guys he's rolling with. I actually think, you know, As much as I I am all about the youth movement, and I don't think it hurts to to put Alfred Payton into the starting lineup. And, you know, he's 25 years old, so let's not be crazy here. He's young, okay? I think the thing with that is we kind of, we think we know his ceiling. His ceiling may not be much higher than what it is right now, but I would love to see, you know, listen, it's fun winning. Aren't you guys enjoying this little two-game win streak we have? And Alfred Payton is our best point guard at the moment. He's going out there and he's being an excellent, like I said, an excellent orchestrator who's, you know, he's directing traffic out there. He commands guys to do this. You run to that spot. You know, and he's been, I call him my uh, Rajan Rondo light because that's what he's been for the Knicks. He's driving to the lane. He's getting into the paint so So much, and that's that's huge because it's not just that he can score into the paint, but he's driving and kicking too. You know, he finds his teammates first. That's what he is. He's a pure point guard. A teammate, you know, he sets up his teammate. He's a true team player, true point guard, and he's been good for the Knicks. He's starting to score too. The last couple of games or last two or three games, he scored in double figures. I think he needs to start. He plays excellent in pick and roll especially with Mitchell Robinson, who I also think needs to start because those two together, they'd run the pick and roll to a T. I think Mike Miller is, you know, I I think that's why we're seeing them together on the floor, um, more often. And I hope that Mike Miller, one can only hope that he eventually puts both of them into the starting lineup again. And, you know, that's another thing. If we're going to talk youth movement, then take Taj out and put Mitch in. Um, Not that Tasha's been bad. Tasha's been a very solid addition, like I said. Big defensive guy, big intangibles guy. Got that big block late. But Mitchell Robinson and Alfred play so well together. I think you gotta give them a shot in the starting lineup. Especially being that Frank Nilakina has kind of regressed back to his usual, you know, below average offensive game. I've also noticed that Julius Randle has played so much better under Miller. He still has some things to fix. He's still dribbling a a lot more than i like to see him dribble. But the efficiency has gone up. He's catching and shooting on open shots more. You know, a lot of his field goals aren't, you know, they're assisted. All of them aren't isolation plays now. He's going downhill more. That's what I like most. He's playing downhill and being aggressive out there. He's not just settling for the step back fade away 15 footer. He's not pulling up for three, you know, as much. But he's taking open shots more. He's taking it down low more. And that's why he's averaging 20, 10, four and just two and a half turnovers on forty-seven percent shooting under Miller. And forty-one percent from deep under Miller. So you like that. But you know that that's all the offensive stuff that we love. And of course, on the other end, we're seeing some great basketball too. Um well, obviously, like I said, the Knicks aren't playing the switch on every single screen now. Now they're staying home, and they're playing some drop coverage. We saw Mitch again tonight. Mitch actually, you know, he's had some trouble adjusting to the drop coverage, but tonight we saw him do the thing where, you know, he was supposed to guard two people at once, and he did, he did a much better job adjusting to that, and he did that tonight. Played an excellent, excellent uh, pick-and-roll defense tonight for Mitch. But yeah, their discipline overall just looks better out there um, defensively. There, you know, there are times where you see that same scheme rears it's ugly head, where there are so many open, wide open, uncontested three-point shot attempts. But they do make adjustments. And I think that was one of the big things David Fisdale didn't do. It would just constantly be open three after open three. But with Mike Miller, they're making these adjustments to where, oh... Why are they getting so many open looks? Okay, let's change that up. And we saw that come in the second half, the Knicks held the Kings, you know, to a very mediocre 3-point shooting percentage in the second half. I don't remember the number off the top of my head, but it was much much better than what what it was in the first half when they let them shoot 9 of 15. But yeah, there's adjustment making now defensively, and that's that's huge, man. Just that alone is huge. So that's pretty much all I have. But like I said, going forward, you just want to see this, you know, this fundamental play continue because they're a normal bad basketball team right now at the moment. These last four games, the Knicks aren't putrid, abominable, they aren't pathetic. They're just a normal basketball team. <laughs> they're 2 and 2, but it's not just about record. It's just the way they're playing. They're just, you know, they're fighting every minute of every game. So, that's what I got. All right. Um, I, I said the other night I was going to have a Yankees episode on Garrett Cole and on all of their off acquisitions and shit. Um, I apologize. I haven't released that yet. I haven't even recorded it yet. Um, so I apologize for, for not keeping my promise, but I promise to you that I will have something up within the coming days, whether that be a podcast episode or an article out on the Yankees' recent off acquisitions. And, um, things like that, but it'll be one or the other, or maybe both. I'll let you guys know, but soon it will come out. So I do apologize for not releasing an episode on that, but yeah, as for the Knicks, man, Hey, just got to keep playing better. I believe they come out, uh, come back out there on Sunday to play Denver to conclude this West coast trip. Obviously the last time we played Denver, we had a coach firing and. And a 40-point blowout. So let's hope that doesn't happen again, huh? Alright guys, thanks so much for stopping by. Rob Carbone, BD4, episode 52. I'm out. Ciao. Hey guys if you made it to the end of this video be sure to follow me on facebook twitter soundcloud and wordpress all the information to that is right here in the description all right guys ciao